When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, Spring Training Edition. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, uh, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy out in Arizona. How are things going? Uh, uh, another day of live batting practice, uh, some drills, and and getting to see some uh, some pitchers on the mound. Uh, who stood out to you uh, on the second day of, of full squad workouts? Yeah, Joe. Uh, yeah, yesterday was an interesting day. Uh, you know, uh, we saw we saw Tristan McKenzie throw. Uh, you know, full out. He he looked good. He said after after you know he threw. He said he felt great. No restrictions through all his pitches. We saw a uh, manual class A throw, and but <laughs> uh, manager Stephen Boat walked over to the to these uh, to the group that was hitting against uh, class A, and said, "If you if none of you guys hit this guy, I want to see you after practice." So oh, wow. he said class A was thrown like was was burning up the radar gun and he was just kidding around. But he said, you know, I ju- I'm just trying to lighten the mood here. You know, and he, you know, he um, he talked about uh, facing class A once a couple years ago when he in an exhibition game in uh, 2021 when he was playing for the Diamondbacks. He said he, uh, you know, he had never seen class A before. He was leading off like the ninth inning and. um Class A comes into the game and he throws, uh, you know, he throws one pitch and he pops it up and he tells the guy in the on deck circle, uh, you know, it, the, the pitch has a little cut to it. And, uh, you know, because he'd never seen him before. And then he went back and checked out the uh, readings. And the, the, the pitch was at a one oh, 101 miles an hour with six inches of cut. So he goes, yeah, it had a little cut to it. Yeah, it, it, he probably thought it was a fastball, but it was probably really a, a cutter and a sinker, which is, you know, what he naturally throws. So, uh, it, you know, it, it 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 was interesting that that Vote had really never seen a pitch like that, uh, as he tells it, kind of kind of funny. Um, the the inter the, the 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 format of practice right now, what they're going through out there in in Goodyear uh, with the workouts and the uh, the live BP and, you know, different kind of drills and things, uh, are, are inter squad games that we we've gotten used to, to hearing about, uh, you know, in, in later in, in that first week of spring training, are those inter squad games like a thing of the past now? 
Oh, I think so, Joe. You know, Francona never liked him. You know, he may have had a couple like in 2013 or 14, uh, but he never had any after that. He, di he didn't like inter-squad games. And, uh, you know, Vogt said, you know, basically that the live BP, you know, sessions that they have been going through for the last uh, two days and they'll go through today and, tom uh, today and tomorrow as well. Uh, you know, they have they've kind of replaced the uh, – you know, the uh, inner squad games, because he said, you know, we can do more work at more game speed, you know, with the other with our hitters and infielders than you would get in an inner squad game. And I thought what he said made made a lot of sense. It said, you know, a guy could uh, play a whole inner squad game and get two two ground balls hit to him or maybe one. And uh, this way. You know, in practice, you know, they're, they're constantly moving. They're constantly, you know, fielding ground balls. Uh, you're, and you're getting, as evaluators, you're getting a better read on a guy. Yeah, it's, you know, instead of standing around for the duration of an inning and, and maybe never seeing a, a, a ball hit towards you or, you know, depending on how each pitcher is doing, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely increases the opportunities for them to, to put eyes on you and see what you're capable of. Uh, as far as what vote and the, the those coaches are looking for uh out of some of these guys is, is there like any s secret formula is it a, is it a numbers thing or is it is it more process driven yeah i think it's more process driven you know he has told them uh you know i don't care what your stats are this spring uh you know don't worry about it uh you know we want to see how you're working, you know, day in and day out. Are you following, you know, the plans that were made for you in the off season that you helped, uh, you know, implement? Um, are you, you know, are you doing that day in and day out? They'd much rather see that than, uh, you know, the, that than, you know, a guy uh, worried about going over twenty in in the in, in the Cactus League season. They don't they don't want to hear but hear that. But then, you know, uh, Tom Hamilton asked Vote a great question. He goes, "Did you ever buy that when managers told you that?" And Vote said, "No way. I wanted every hit I could get in spring training. I didn't. There was a, there was no such thing as a as a good out in spring training for me." Well, and you're talking to a guy with, uh, you know, a lot of experience in that because what votes, you know, first call up his first uh, games in the major leagues. He, I think he went like, oh, for his first 20 or, or something like that. And, uh, you know, it was it was sort of a uh, yeah, you, you sort of have to rely on those uh, those numbers there to, to start with. But uh, I, I think looking for guys, uh, especially young guys who have implemented whatever changes uh, that the coaches have 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 given them in the off season, uh, you know, you don't want to see a guy step to the plate the first three weeks of the season, not have a lot of success, and then just completely abandon that plan and fall back into the old bad mechanics that he was he was going through. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's a point he stressed as well. Uh, you know, he said, you know, inevitably it happens. You know, a guy works three or four months on changing his his delivery or changing his swing. Uh, you know, and then the first bad outing he has, or the the first time he goes 0 for three or 0 for four, he reverts back to uh, his old habits. And you know, that's not what they want to see. They would rather see a guy, okay, stick to these improvements. You know, trust the process, trust the work, and eventually you're going to come out of it. You're going to get the success you want but you know that's uh 
not, you have to be a, a strong human. You have to have a strong mindset to do that because, you know, human nature is to go back what you're what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, OK, so file that in the uh, the memory banks there for Stephen Vogt. Uh No such thing as a good out. Uh, uh, doesn't like seeing uh, line drives snagged by a, a diving second baseman or anything like that. That's uh, there's no such thing as a, a loud out or a good out or a spring training out in uh, in, in Stephen Vogt's mind. But he'll say the opposite to the to the players to keep him going. That's uh, it, that was the sort of the uh, the message that uh, I, I sort of took away from that. Uh, really interesting. Okay. I want to remind our, our listeners, Hey, uh, subtext is the best way to get updates, uh, on what's going on out at camp, uh, with the guardians, with Hoinsey out there watching these practices. Uh, you can log on to cleveland.com slash subtext. It's three ninety nine a month, uh, to sign up, uh, or you can send a text message to two one six two zero eight four three four six. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. It's a great way to, to text us back and forth with your questions or your takes on, on what's going on with the Guardians. Uh, uh, a little bit of, of housekeeping and, and news here. Uh, uh, a, a, a familiar face is now uh, heading down to South Beach. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, signs a one-year $5 million deal to play uh, shortstop for the Marlins. You might remember Tim Anderson if you've <laughs> completely forgotten about the previous eight seasons with the White Sox. You might remember Anderson uh, from the infamous call by Tom Hamilton. Uh, down goes Anderson as uh, he squared up with Jose Ramirez on August 5th uh, in the benches clearing brawl uh, between the two teams. Uh, so, uh, Hosey knocked him all the way down to South beach, I guess, uh, <laughs> the greatest uh, call in baseball history, Joe, down I mean, goes Anderson. <laughs> that was, that was a lot of fun to relive that as we, uh, as we saw, we, we bid farewell to, uh, Tim Anderson. Uh, may he, uh, you know, sweat the days out in Miami down there in the, uh, glorious heat. Uh, as far as Jose Ramirez goes though, um, the, uh, uh, MLB Network uh, top 100 players right now list uh, was completed yesterday. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. atop the list at number one. Uh, Mookie Betts at number two, I believe. Uh, but Jose Ramirez, who was in the top 10 last year, uh, he fell six spots and now he is uh, ranked 14th. Uh, Josh Naylor had been on an episode earlier. He was ranked 96th. And those are the only two Guardians uh, listed on the uh, on the uh, the rundown there, uh, you think anybody's missing from that list, Toynesy? Was that pitchers and hitters, Joe, or just hitters? Well, and, and that that was a funny thing was last year there were no pitchers uh, ranked among the top ten players in all of baseball uh, on that list. Uh, this year, only one, Garrett Cole, was in the top ten. Uh, wow. So it, it doesn't really value, I guess, uh, the, you know, the pitching as high as it does. Uh, they must use different metrics than they do for their top 10 lists for uh, breaking things down by positions. But uh, as 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 far as, uh, you know, the Guardians only putting two players in the top 100 right now out of everybody in baseball, uh, how does that sit with you? Well, you know, Joe, I, I can't really, you know, disagree with it that much. I mean, who who else would, would have had a chance? Quan maybe? Jimenez, you know, those two guys. I think the, uh, you know, the the major league leader in saves over the last two seasons could have, you know, maybe been in the bottom third in Emmanuel Place. 
Uh, I think uh, Jimenez has a strong case for being somewhere on that list. Uh, he's the he's the platinum glove winner in the American League, uh, two-time gold glove winner. And uh, if you take that list and you match it up to the top 10 list that they did among second basemen, where he ranked seventh, uh, you know, back in January. Uh, well, if you go down the list, there were seven uh, there were seven second basemen on the list. He should have fallen somewhere between Ozzy Albies at 62 and uh, Hassan Kim at 88, and he's nowhere to be found on the list. Uh, I understand that you know you you take a little bit away from him because he had a a, a down year hitting, but it w- it wasn't a, a complete waste of a year hitting. I mean, he's still productive at the plate. Uh, I I think that's you know probably a, a, a something that Andre Jimenez can can use to motivate himself uh, at, at at some point this year. Uh, maybe he should have been on that list. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. You know, an offense like you said drives the boat here. I, I would think in that in that in that list. Uh, you know, Andres had had the tough start. He came on you know in the second half, but it wasn't the year he had the the previous year. So hopefully this motivates him. But yeah, I think uh, you know based on his overall game, I think he should have probably been in that top 100 for sure. Yeah, and just by the sheer volume of appearances and and numbers, I think Emmanuel Classe. Yeah, Class A is hard to uh, hard sure. to ignore here. I mean, yeah, he blew 12 saves, but he's also saved what 84 games, 82 games over the last two years. You know that you can't turn your back on that. Those that's uh, those those are raw numbers right there. That's that's production. And he's and he's pitched in more than 70 games the last three seasons. I, I mean, it, it's crazy the number of appearances. Just just that alone. Uh, uh, and not, you know, melting down at some point, that's, that's got to count for something. So yeah, I, I, that their, their rankings probably, uh, very questionable in terms of how they value pitching. Uh, so, you know, the, the position players rank a lot higher than, uh, than some of the pitchers, uh, do right now. Uh, all right. What's on tap, uh, in terms of today, what were, uh, were there any, uh, first, were there any matchups yesterday, uh, batting practice matchups that, that, that really stood out to you? You got to see, I believe, uh, Tristan McKenzie, uh, on the mound. What's, uh, what's the latest there? Yeah. McKenzie, you know, just looked free and easy. You know, he threw hard. He was really, you know, upbeat after the, uh, the session said he felt great. Yeah. And, you know, he really didn't, uh, I don't think, uh, you know, he may gave up one loud hit. But he looked uh, he looked really good, and the 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 at bat that stood out to me is uh, between Class A and and Austin Hedges, uh, you know, and this was in the afternoon, and uh, you know, uh, Hedges was falling off a couple of Class A's pitches. Then there was one uh, once a pitch that was called a strike, and he thought it was a ball. He was kind of complaining, and then he finally just kind of you know dug in at the in the box and uh, told a Class A to bring it as <laughs> they brought it and he struck out and that was it and after <laughs> after uh after after the uh practice i asked class a how he felt he said i felt great and i said well, well what was hedgy said what was hedgy saying and he goes uh, hedgy was saying bring it so I brought it and it was a strikeout. Hey, Hedges, <laughs> strikeout! He was screaming in the in the locker room. So that was, I, you know, that I think stuff like that, you know. Uh, and then Hedges was walking away after the at bat and said, "I just made, I just made Class A better." <laughs> you know, he was <laughs> shouting. So, you know, a vote was saying, you know, that kind of give and take. 
you know, really kind of, you know, that's that, that that makes players better. That kind of, you know, brings them to an, another kind of level, and uh, it's what they need to push each other. Yeah, and and that's it, it's funny that uh, Hedges is the one that that sort of did did that, and, and it, he was in the center of that little exchange there. Uh, it might have been what was it definitely was what was missing last year uh, from this club, at least early on uh, and in the early portion of the season uh, for certain. So uh, good to hear that that that's part of it uh, right there. Uh, as far as you know, what's what's ahead uh, for today, for tomorrow, and and leading into the weekend uh, as they get ready. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're not any closer to naming a, uh, a starter uh, for that opener. But uh, did have you heard anything different? Yeah, a vote was asked that uh, today. He still still won't name a starter. I think he said that they ha- they know the pitchers that are going to pitch Saturday against uh, against the Reds, but they have not named a starter yet. I would think uh, you know he wants to get through today and tomorrow. And probably maybe tomorrow morning we'll find out tomorrow afternoon, but uh, we should find out in, in the next uh, 40, 24 to 48 hours for sure. Yeah, and it's not like he's being cagey or anything like that. It's more uh, more of a respect thing to the to the pitcher. I mean, if you tell him on uh, Monday, hey, you're in line to start the the Cactus League opener or something like that on Saturday, and then you know something goes uh, the way it's not supposed to, or you know, God forbid there's an injury or anything like that, and, and then things get messed up. You, you don't want to put any unnecessary pressure on a guy, uh, especially at this point in the season, because even though it's just the Cactus League opener, it's still something that a lot of these guys, you know, take seriously when, you know, you're the first guy out there to throw a pitch for the team this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, what, two innings at max, uh, so yeah, it's just uh, you know it's <clears throat> it's just another bullpen session and just another you know step uh, step along the way and you're basically you know I would I you know I'm not I'm I would not think any of the uh, top uh, you know the, the top five starters would be would start Saturday I think it's going to be you know probably a death pitcher a guy and then they'll just uh, you know fill in behind them with some relievers. Now what we can speculate on though is that uh, that first lineup that uh, Stephen Vogt puts forward and, and, and it puts out there uh, and, and what that could look like, what that might look like, uh, where Jose Ramirez might be batting in that order. Uh, it, it probably doesn't really depend as much uh, on who the starting pitcher for the Reds is going to be just because uh, it's it's a, a Cactus League game and it doesn't really matter. Uh, you're going to back guys against, you know, lefties against lefties and because you need to see him hit that. But uh, what would you speculate uh, that that first lineup may be looking like? Yeah, you know, Joe, you know, Vote said something interesting yesterday, said that, you know, he was asked if he was going to keep uh, Ramirez in the number two spot or drop him back down to his more familiar number three spot. And he said he's going to bounce him back and forth this spring, you know, bat him second, you know, and, and third just to get him used to it. And it sounded to me like that's what he wants to do during the regular season, you know, depending on, you know, who they're facing, what st- kind of starter they're facing. And he said it's all about, you know, drawing up the lineup, the best lineup to defeat that, the opposing pitch, the opposing team starting pitcher that night. And he said if, if Julio, I mean, if uh, uh, Jose has to uh, 
to uh, hit second to do that. He'll, you know, they want him to hit second. And if he, and if he wants to, uh, if he has to hit third, he'll hit third. So, you know, really kind of an interesting concept. And he's going to do this in spring training to, so Ramirez gets used to it. Uh, that audible gasp that you heard was all of the baseball traditionalists and the baseball purists clutching their pearls. <laughs> you can't bounce Jose Ramirez back and forth between the second spot and the third spot in the order. He's a natural three hitter. He's your number three hitter. You've got to bat him there every game, every at bat. Why, why could this work? Why would this make sense? Well, you know, I think because, you know, first of all, Jose's got to buy into it. And it sounds like he's, he has bought into it. You know, I, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, Jose didn't, you know, had no problems moving up into the number two hole. But, you know, like, you know, it just, I guess, you know, you, you want your number, you, you want your best hitter to get the most at bats. And probably in the number two spot, he's going to do that. He'd probably get a few more at bats and than him hitting third. But the fact that he's a switch hitter. The fact that, you know, he knows the league, that he's, you know, one of the best players in, in, in baseball has really, you know, it's got to help vote, you know, come, come up with a different kind of lineup every day. Uh, and I think that, you know, gives him other options. So, you know, uh, if, if this works out, if, if Jose, you know, agrees to this and I think, you know, he's open minded, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this works. Yeah. Okay. uh, The more I think about it and the more I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, let's let's dive into this and let's look at the possibilities. And, you know, maybe you can weaponize Jose Ramirez because of versatility. Uh, The the, the best of Jose Ramirez might come out of, uh, you know, being that sort of being fluid and and not letting uh, an opposing manager or an opposing staff pin you down to one position in the order or, you know, one uh, particular way to, to, to attack a lineup, uh, maybe uh, that, uh, what, what do they call it when you're, you're, you're working out and you're, you're cross training and uh, it's, it's like muscle confusion or something like that. Uh, maybe if you, you keep switching things up enough, uh, as long as it doesn't confuse you, uh, maybe it confuses your opponent enough and, and that, uh, that maybe it leads to more production. Who knows? Uh, yeah, and I think it, you know, Joe, it, it kind of, it, it helps this lineup. You know, the lineup isn't, you know, the strongest in the big leagues. So maybe this gives you a chance to, uh, you know, shuffle some younger guys into this lineup and at different spots to, to try and find some, uh, you know, to, to, to try and find some more production. You know, who's, who, you know, if you hit, if you hit, uh, Ramirez second, who hits third? If you hit Ramirez third, who hits second? It's it's kind of a I, I'm really anxious to see how this works. Well, I mean, you and I both know that uh, the minute they they get shut out in a in a game, the the cranky old guy in the booth next to us post game is going to be screaming about how well they never do this. They're right. it's just because it's different doesn't always mean that it's bad. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, something to look forward to. Uh, this season to see uh, if uh, it, maybe this is maybe this is votes wrinkle on things, uh, you know, bouncing them back and forth. Who knows? All right. Uh, a lot more on tap for uh, tomorrow and getting closer to that first pitch of the first game of spring training that we can't wait to see the results for. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, we'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow and uh, we'll check in with you on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.